0: Okay, we're live. All Hello, right.
1: Everybody. Thank you for joining me today on Becca's World. I'm your host, Blind Becca. Today, my friend Jim Skinner is joining us from Nashville, Tennessee. How are you, Jim?
0: Very well, thank you. Good to be here.
1: How's your weather in Nashville? Hot. Hot. Oh. Hot.
0: It got up to, oh, think about 85 degrees.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. um, Let's get started on our topic today, okay, Jim? Great. Okay. So, Jim, what are your, what what experience have you had with some of these blind organizations, these, um, you know, these groups that, um, are, these support mm-hmm. groups that are there, groups such as the NFB and the ACB and some of these other smaller groups?
0: Boy, you really start with the heavy questions, don't you know? Yeah. Oh, you know. <laughs> No, I'm teasing you. Um, not much, really. But I am a member of Mid-Tennessee Council of the Blind right now. And really, they are the best one that I have joined out of all the councils. I've been at both NFB and ACB, and they are for the American Council for the Blind. Um, I don't know. They, I like them more than well, I shouldn't say that really, but I think I favor them more than the NFP only because uh they they uh, they are a little more liberal about things, uh, they're they have fewer regulations. Than,
1: so, Jim, for clarification, yeah, the, the Nashville group that you mentioned is that a chapter of the ACB? Yes, it is. Okay, see, I didn't know that. Okay, so what mm-hmm. kind of activities is that local chapter doing like can you viewers some of the Uh, stuff that
0: they're doing uh let's see well um you know before the pandemic came along it was quite a bit going on but uh uh, they did bowling uh biking uh golfing and they went to the plays at the uh what's that art center here in nashville that i should be familiar with that i'm not at the moment mm. um, but it's a big place where they have all the musicals and it's not the Ryman auditorium
1: it sounds like a great place if you remember the name of it later in the show do share i it. will
0: rebecca i mean or should i call you miss stewart on your show
1: you call me rebecca rebecca oh miss meadows. meadows i'm sorry don't call me miss meadows my friends. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm sorry.
1: So let's get back to this topic, though, because I I feel like you were talking about some important stuff. Yes, yes. Um. So, it sounds like the ACB there in Tennessee is very active, or at least they were. They with really are. They
0: they really. I, I'm not so much into the virtual stuff, and I'm sorry because I just, you know, they have a lot of activities on virtual. They schedule community events every single day.
1: Mm-hmm. you
0: know so they're doing a lot to keep in touch with their members
1: oh that's good good thing
0: they don't have more members like me otherwise
1: uh, well, but
0: yeah they're a very good group and you know they do things for people like uh, you know they have an annual christmas party and uh well, the only thing I don't like about them, and they, that it really bothers me sometimes, is that they really push for the getting the organization itself. It's like the organization itself means more to them than the chapter that their members are in.
1: Uh huh.
0: You know, now that, may, you know, I'm not saying that's true. It's just the impression I get sometimes. But overall, you know, when they're not trying to do fundraising or being forced to do things for the national office. They're pretty good.
1: Yeah. I haven't been a member of the A C B yet. Um, but I definitely am gonna look into them after you shared with me all the cool things they were doing before. Yeah, I think better. you'd
0: really like them, yeah. Oh yeah. Like, they go on hay rides and stuff and
1: oh wow. That sounds to- awesome.
0: You know, and I was now I was in the same organization up in Illinois and it was absolutely terrible.
1: Oh really? Well maybe maybe the weather in Illinois is a lot different, isn't it?
0: No, no. It's they I don't know.
1: Yeah, I don't
0: know. Sometimes you wonder if these organizations really do neglect some of their chapters, you know.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I think I think oh I haven't i've never been a member of the acb but i know as a member of the nfb mm-hmm. there are definitely some people in leadership positions in our organization who seem like they like just having the title more than actually doing the job that they should be doing Having that title right
0: what makes well never mind. we don't get it but uh yeah i uh, i don't know I, both organizations have their good things about them I mean, wow. NFB is a strong organization, and I believe oh, they yeah. provide more jobs and financial opportunities.
1: Yeah, the NFB, I the, know they've got scholarship programs, and they've got yeah. lots of, like, employment programs. And I'm
0: sure that the council of the ECB has some of that, too. But, you know, what I never understood is that these organizations were both, at one time, just one. And I never understood the complete reason as to why they split and became two separate. You know, I hear different things, but.
1: I wasn't there when they split, but I was in Montana when there was a split of a different uh, blind organization in Montana. Mm -hmm. And I know the split occurred because there was a difference in philosophy. Mm. And the NFB's philosophy is different than a lot of blind groups, right? Oh, I
0: would say so. From what I understand.
1: And so, and just like, like I've chosen the NFB. I haven't had a chance to look into the ACB yet. I definitely need to, because maybe I should become a member of that one as well. But, um, it re- you know, if if you can find a an advocacy group that has the right, the right philosophy it helps a lot mm. and there are blind groups who have the philosophy that that they need to be led around by the hand by sighted people right and i don't feel like that as a member of the nfb as do a they the really community.
0: have that kind of philosophy is that what they tell you their philosophy is
1: that's what it seems like like i've been a member of some some blind groups not the nfb but smaller blind groups mm-hmm. and it seems like like they're just sitting around waiting to take orders from like these, these groups, like the Lions Club or groups like that, groups of sighted people. You know, they're sitting around waiting for groups of sighted people to step in and tell them what to do. And I don't see that with the NFP, and I love that about the NFP.
0: Well, that's good. I mean, uh, everybody knows uh, the NFP is a pretty headstrong, independent organization. I mean, you know, they have their rules and their philosophies, and I have heard some people say. That you know, if you don't agree with the NMB's philosophy, that they frown upon that, and you know, but I don't know. Uh, all I know about the NMB basically is that when I went to their council meetings, I was bored out of my mind. Basically,
1: so when you say you went to their council meetings, you mean you went to like chapter meetings, or you yeah, went to a convention like a state? Or no,
0: an chapter meetings
1: chapter meetings. Yeah, yeah,
0: I, live, I lived in New Orleans for a while, so I was a member of the NFB in New Orleans.
1: Chapter meetings are definitely more, are definitely boring compared to conventions.
0: Yeah, well, they better make the conventions exciting. Look at all the money you got to spend.
1: Actually, um, the conventions aren't that expensive. Like, the to get by your convention registration and your banquet ticket is usually about, I think seventy five dollars. What? Yeah,
0: seriously.
1: And yeah, and the <laughs> NFB, I know the NFB works really hard to lobby the hotels to give us really awesome rates on the rooms. So like, if you can get a roommate to help you split the cost of the room, that's much more pretty affordable and. If so you can get that, it's, real, it's really the transportation for getting there that is, the, I think, the most costly for people. So exactly,
0: and I understand that. The people, there's
1: lots of ways to get places, and there's lots of cheaper ways to get places as blind people. So where there's a will, there's a way. That's what I say.
0: Yeah. and if you're interested,
1: convention, you'll do it.
0: If you're interested, you're quite right. You will do what you want. That's what life's all about: pursuing your interests.
1: Or pursuing after that dream
0: or after that idea, right? Mm, if like, it interests you. Mm, yep. but, uh, yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't really get so much into the, because, uh, you know, the uh, um, ACB emphasizes a lot about leadership, too. I I don't know. I, I've never really yearned to be a leader necessarily, you know, but.
1: So, Jim, what is your, your background education-wise and employment-wise?
0: Yeah, that's a good question. I've been a musician for most of my life. Not much employment elsewhere, but I have worked in radio. i worked in public radio, worked mm-hmm. for radio reading services. And I mm-hmm. worked for public television in Illinois for a mm-hmm. while. Wow. They're still using my commercials, and those were <laughs> about 15 years ago.
1: <laughs> that should make you proud, Jim.
0: Yeah, yeah. People call a friend of mine called me the other day and he goes,
1: Hey, I just
0: heard one of your promos on Channel 8. And what? He goes, Yeah, for community events, they're still using your voice, man. Wow.
1: Jim, that's amazing.
0: Yeah. It was a it was a blessing to have experienced. Did I tell you that?
1: Mm-hmm. Have you thought hey, about heard- getting into radio? I love your voice, Jim. Have you thought about getting back into radio or something, or maybe YouTubing, becoming a YouTuber?
0: Uh, no, or
1: a podcaster, or something.
0: Yeah, I have. Uh, I, now the podcast thing, I hadn't thought about, but you know, I have a YouTube channel, but I would really like to use it for. You know, new stuff. And like I, I was talking to someone the other day. I don't know if it was you, or someone else. Like, uh, use it to help people who are disabled have some kind of public network where they can have their work exhibited, shown. You know.
1: Oh, so you want to provide a platform for other musicians too? Yeah, but I don't know if that would be.
0: I don't think that'd be a thing to do on YouTube, necessarily, though. But I would love to provide some kind of platform just for that. Because you know there's a lot of people who are disabled out here, among the blind, who will never get a chance to show what they can do.
1: Mm -hmm. Yep, you're right. And it's up to those of us who have found the tools to give them a hand up.
0: That's right. That's why I'm presenting the idea to you, because you could help me out with it if you
1: Oh, I will definitely work on it, Jim. Cool. Um, I definitely have plans in my own mind of helping some of my blind brethren, and well, all my disabled brethren. You know, as disabled people, whether we're in wheelchairs or we're blind or we're mm-hmm. deaf, we have a lot of common interests. And mm-hmm. I think all of us seek the highest level of independence where we're making our own decisions in our everyday life right and we don't have other people dictating our decisions
0: well yeah my thing is that when we talk about those of us who are blind um you know i hear a lot of people saying that we are harder on each other than even people who can see are harder on those of us who can now why is that
1: why do you think that I think it's, I think it's the Miss Know-It-All syndrome.
0: The what syndrome?
1: The Miss Know-It-All syndrome. Really? Okay. I I think, I think, I think as blind people, we get our canes and we get our, our, our skills, our non-visual skills. And we start living our lives and we get, we start like succeeding at things and we start feeling comfortable. And then we start looking at our neighbors and we start looking down at our neighbors because now, they why is that That
0: shouldn't be an automatic thing
1: I know, but I think that's what goes on and if it, if it's not people looking at other people sometimes it's those people looking down at themselves because they're looking at those other people right mm. and but but listen success is in the in your in the eyes of the beholder right
0: right Well, I guess I mean it should be, success should be in one's own self really
1: that that's what i mean yeah like like people can climb the ladder of success their whole lives and never reach the top they have to decide what their own top is right right you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I I, feel like I'm doing really well. You seem like you're happy with where you're at, right? I think if you're happy with what you're doing, you've reached success. I feel like, you know, I, I like what I do. I love being a writer. I love being a life coach. I love being a motivational speaker. Mm-hmm. You know, I love the other projects I'm working on. I love my life.
0: And may I say that you're pretty good at what you do.
1: Well, thank you, Jim. Um, but you know, I think changing one's perspective help would help people a lot. Of course, there was a time in my life when I thought life was hopeless and I thought that I would never amount to anything. And I had to change my perspective. And I I think about some of the other close friends I've had over these decades, I've dealt with this hard life, right? Mm. And I think about some of the struggles they've gone through and some of the times I've tried to give them the right words. And I think those are the right words, you know, is is that you have it inside you to to accomplish it. If you really, you know, whatever your dream is. But the thing is, you gotta find out what your own dream is, right? And you can't let anybody else tell you.
0: Yeah, well, I stopped dreaming. I don't necessarily believe in dreams. I'm searching for the truth, yeah.
1: So can you explain you what you mean by that? You don't believe in dreams, but you're searching for the truth?
0: Yeah, I mean, I believe in God, and uh, they seek the spiritual things of God. I don't look for dreams down here. Um, I get this is a place where I live, but you know, it isn't home. It's just because it's so strange.
1: (laughs) Where you live is so
0: strange. In the the world, in general, you know.
1: The world has started to feel pretty strange, hasn't it?
0: I mean, it really has. I mean, and I'm amazed that, uh, you know, in times of peace, and I can only talk about where I live, you know, and and in the community of those of us who are blind, you know, we scrape and scratch at each other, you know, pick and pick and pick and pick when you should be content, you know.
1: And helping each other.
0: And helping each other right helping those that need it and living a good life and you know my goodness but
1: I don't yeah know. if if people i think if people were were slower to to look for a reason to complain and quicker to look for a reason to to help their fellow man mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i think we'd be a step ahead in this world we all would
0: yeah is you know, but since it isn't that way i guess we just have to wait you know how I, I believe you know what Jim, my- one
1: person at a time it, um, like we can everybody can choose to try not to complain today and everybody can choose to try to reach out and help their their neighbor or their fellow man who needs mm-hmm. a little bit of help to make their life easier right? right if everybody did those two things today the world would be a hell of a lot better
0: it'd be a different place
1: mm-hmm. And it's really not hard.
0: Yeah, you know, because for me, I mean, it's uh, a lot of people have been spending a lot of time. I spent the last year pretty much virtually by myself, you know. Uh They didn't even allow people in our building to, uh, you know, come in.
1: It was a good opportunity to get to know yourself, though, don't you think?
0: And get to know the Lord God a lot better. Mm Mm-hmm my relationship with the Lord God is great, and certainly I benefited from that. So I never really felt alone.
1: So Jim, yeah. can you tell us, a, I mean, I'm a Christian, but maybe not all our viewers understand what a relationship with Jesus Christ is like and how that relationship helped you through the quarantine and through other times in your life. Would you like to discuss
0: that? Well, uh, first of all, I, you know, I don't really, I, I call myself a child of God. I follow the teachings of Jesus Christ. So I identify myself as a saint and yeah, mm-hmm. not as a Christian, just because yeah. we're there's
1: separate. a difference. I guess.
0: Yeah. Uh, but you said, how has it helped me through the quarantine?
1: Yeah, and through other difficult things in your life. Can you share?
0: Oh, having faith in the Lord God is the best thing I ever did because, you know, that relationship becomes tangible. It's not something you just believe anymore, but something you truly experience. Oh, I'm sorry. Was that...
1: I'm sorry,
0: Jim, that was my voice over on my phone talking. Oh, I thought, I thought Gino was saying that. I'm sorry. No. Um, but anyway, yeah, so, uh, you know, it becomes something that's tangible, something believable. It's more about an experience, you know, and you never think about what a person looks like or what they have, but you think about who they are and their personality and the kind of things mm-hmm. that really make you start to appreciate what god said when he said don't look at the appearance but you know
1: Uh,
0: at the person
1: jim i i feel like i don't know. maybe it's easier because uh, as blind people but i feel like if you can remember to try to see the inside of the person and try to understand why they're doing and saying the things they're doing and saying it's like god will help you see a way to help them, right?
0: Mm.
1: Or help to make help you make sense of the situation, right? Do you understand what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, go ahead.
1: Uh, That's just what it seems like to me. Like if we're if we're faithful to to you know um approach people, um even if the people are maybe cranky or maybe the person is I I just know so many sighted people that I know and they'll complain because somebody gave them a dirty look or somebody cut them off in traffic or or somebody did something like that right. And if we can, if we can learn to overlook those things and not you know get angry and hostile towards whoever did whatever that made us angry, you know. Mm -hmm. I just think there'd be a lot more peace in our world and a lot of this stuff is pretty petty I think.
0: Yes. In fact, uh, the next I have a question for you. Why is it that people who are, you know, those who are blind, um, in many ways try to separate themselves from the people who can see or distinguish themselves, but at the same time, we want to be equal and have their understanding?
1: Mm-hmm. Honestly, it's... I, I think it's I think it's a lie similar to the lie that's been told to our society about how the races are different and the races have to be in opposition to each other. Mm. You know, we've, they've been trying to feed us that line for a while now. Well, honestly, I feel like as a member of the blind community, a lot of blind people feel like they're just automatically in opposition to the sighted community.
0: But why? Why is it automatic?
1: I think it's a misunderstanding. I think it's miscommunication between the sighted world and the blind community.
0: And why does there have to be a sighted world and a blind world? Why can't? I thought the purpose for us to to
1: integrate. Because blind people can't drive cars and sighted people can't um, do anything we can do. So.
0: Whoa, whoa. (laughs) I'm
1: sorry. That's, That's why there has to be a difference, right? But there's just because there's a difference between the two doesn't mean that we can't coexist. Completely. But what
0: difference is there? The only difference is is you they can see and you can't.
1: Oh no, Jim! The problem is that's what they see, and they're wrong.
0: Now that what I agree also with. What
1: some, but that's also what some blind people see. Some blind people and some sighted people see it that way. They mm-hmm. see it like they have something that we don't have. But but. That's where they're wrong they need to change their perspective as blind people we have stuff that they don't have
0: well like what
1: like these keen abilities these non-visual skills
0: i've known some sighted people that had excellent hearing as a matter of fact i had a friend who worked as a sound engineer and he I, he played a familiar song that I'd been listening to all my life, and when he got done with that, that song was new to me because he showed me many things by, that my ears never picked up, and he could see twenty twenty. Yeah. Okay. so it's a developing thing. It's not see a lot of people. I have people who can see. Hey, you, you, Jim. you blind people. You have super hearing, don't you?
1: It enhanced hearing is only one part of our non-visual skills. But it's de- it's a
0: thing that's developed. It's not a superpower.
1: Oh, I know. But, but it's definitely something that's unique to the blind community that most of the sighted community doesn't have.
0: Not only because they don't work at it. Only because they use their sight. But we've already given examples of sound engineers who do work at it, and they are very, very, very good listeners and that guy taught me how to listen i said hey I can't and, and in, in
1: order for a sighted person to become well versed at any non-visual skills they would have to work at it
0: absolutely and so do you
1: um yeah but it comes a lot easier when i mean the working at it part becomes a lot easier when it becomes old hat it's just part of your everyday life and it has been for most of your life right yeah,
0: that i can't argue with because it's yeah. true and that's what we do i mean i do i use my hearing to see and to hear
1: and the world is changing jim our world is changing very rapidly right now and i really feel like As a blind person, because I'm used to having to go with the flow in some really awkward and unusual circumstances at at a given moment, I feel like I'm uniquely equipped to tackle this new world.
0: Well, that's not because of your blindness, because of your brilliant mind and your
1: given
0: abilities.
1: But so much of it comes from my blindness. So many of my unique abilities, my unique uh, Ability to think about things in unique ways and unique problem solving and stuff—so much of that is a direct result of my blindness.
0: Well, I wonder if it is that—if if it's that, or the way you use those abilities uh, may have something to do with your blindness. But the abilities themselves, uh, I, I don't think are are necessarily a direct result. You always had the abilities; you just developed
1: them. Well, yeah, they're God given abilities.
0: Right. But some people like, oh, you blind people, you, ooh, you can, guess, you, so, you, your hearing is like 20 times better than mine, isn't it? So, Jim,
1: speaking, us speaking about our enhanced hearing and such as blind people brings me to another topic we could talk about. We could talk about,
0: um, yeah.
1: like, people can also enhance their intellectual mind by exercising it. Like, as blind people, we're forced to exercise our hearing, Right more because so it gets sharper well people can also sharpen their intellectual abilities by exercising them more by doing crossword puzzles and exactly and doing research online and reading and writing right. and right. doing right. those sorts of things
0: and right. what's what's the point I'm sorry I'm, I'm,
1: I'm just pointing out to our viewers I mean this is something I've been working on in my own life for several well decades now this mm-hmm. theory of enhancing my intellectual, abilities by by using them by by using them in a pointed focused manner like crossword puzzles i used to do crossword puzzles like crazy now what i do is i write i'm an author so yeah. that's why i'm engaging my brain and my hands and my eyes every day right but these sorts of things really will help our viewers and i think a lot of people are suffering some mental sluggishness right now with mm-hmm. the virus and stuff
0: really Were they suffering that before the virus? It
1: just makes sense with everything that's gone on this year Uh depression and the lack of nourishment and the stress and and the lack
0: of companionship.
1: Yeah. I I really feel like a lot of people are suffering, like they're suffering mentally and emotionally. And well, the point is, what's being done about them? Feel better.
0: And what's being done about that? Because I believe that's going on too.
1: Well, that's what I'm talking about. Like, one way that they could help themselves to try to sharpen their mental skills, try to sharpen their emotional, you know, their, what is that called? Um, Emotional intelligence.
0: But they only can do that if they are aware that they have that problem that needs to be dealt with.
1: Well, and so if they're aware of it, which many people are, and they're searching for an answer, well, I'm just suggesting that maybe this would help them. You work on stuff that...
0: Oh, it would help. I just yeah. I just think, and I, I think it would be a great help if you yeah. had people teaching them and making them alert that maybe these things yeah. were, you know.
1: Because, like, listen, so many people have been sitting around for this year waiting for this vaccine, right? Because they were scared of dying and stuff.
0: No, we're not going to get, get into that.
1: And you can do your own things to strengthen your mental abilities, your physical body. You know, your emotional body, your spiritual body. Right. There's so many different dimensions to each of us. Well, I don't believe, I
0: believe believe the the best thing you can do is go to the Lord God and ask him to help you to achieve these things. I believe too many.
1: Yeah, that's part of the spiritual work.
0: You know, I think no, it's, not, it's, it's all the work that, that I consider going to God, all the work. He handles the rest of what comes from that, but I take it to him first. Then whatever branches out from that comes from the Lord God. And then, you know, all of the other needs and things you're talking about will be addressed. But you yourself know the scripture says, take it to God first
1: oh yes jim of course seek god's will seek god's help and assistance in it but you need to be proactive and and active in the process too i
0: don't don't see that i'm not going to take god's place and say hey god move aside so i can be proactive too
1: i i I disagree like when it comes to our health like our physical health this past year i did stuff to try to help my own health i prayed and i (laughs) meditated but I, I did plenty of things to try to help my own health, my physical yeah. health, my spiritual health, my mental health.
0: Right, right. You
1: know, and yes, I definitely God is part of it. But, but we have our, God gave us intelligence. He gave us these tools to, to be, you know, proactive in our own lives, too. But he
0: way. did not tell us to be separate from him in doing what we do. In fact,
1: I'm not said, saying separate. I'm saying along with.
0: Well, you can't be along with. The Lord said you have to depend on him for all things. Because we don't know enough to be going along with. Yeah,
1: it. but while, I, while I'm depending on God for Not just this past year, but while I've been depending on God my whole life, Mm -hmm. I've been taking a proactive stance in my recovery, in my health care, in my life, in my welfare, right?
0: Well, by by turning your life over to God, you are taking a proactive stance because I believe that if you obey the Lord God, then you're going to know what to do and you will do it. And that may call for some things that Mm -hmm. cause for you to take a proactive stance. But Mm -hmm. I don't I I don't know. I just don't believe that, you know, I didn't give myself this life. I don't know enough about it to say that I can do that. I I depend on. So,
1: Jim, if you're if you're sitting around praying for God to heal your body. Right. Doesn't it make sense that exercising at the same time that you're praying to make your body stronger? Oh, I know, do. I, I
0: exercise quite a bit myself. And
1: and that's all I'm talking about is taking a proactive perspective uh, in my life along with praying.
0: Yeah, no, but see, those things I say, I give God thanks and so I say, wow, you know.
1: Oh, yes, yes, always. God gets all the glory because He yeah. you know, put it in my mind and yeah. put it in my heart, too. Yeah, with that. that's, I'm I'm and that's all I'm saying. That's
0: all I'm saying.
1: I mean, you know,
0: and, and by the way, I mean, I think the way you're doing things, I mean, I really like it. I think you have achieved quite a bit. And I know you love God. And I mean, I, I, I don't think there's another woman, as far as I know at this point, that I admire as far as getting out there and becoming actively involved and stuff.
1: Well, thank you, Jim. I appreciate that.
0: Yeah, no, I appreciate it.
1: So, Jim, can we talk about your music some more? Do you, I know you had a band that you were playing with at one time. Do you guys play anywhere?
0: No, that band broke up, but I'm putting a new group together. I'm just slow about getting to do things. I just, you know... I'm, I'm coming out of rather a deep depression because of the band that broke up uh, a couple of years ago. And, uh, and and God was with me through all of that. And uh, so I'm slowly rising from the ashes, so to speak.
1: And you're um, in the process of rebuilding your band? Yeah. Okay.
0: So right now I have six musicians who are willing to play. All I have to do is get them a venue and, well, rehearse one or two times and just take it on.
1: And are you looking for a venue in Nashville?
0: Um, Yeah, I I really want to play outdoor festivals and wineries, you know. I don't really like the thought of playing in the clubs anymore. I, I just don't care for it.
1: So do you have an email address where our viewers can email you if they want to, if they live in Nashville and they want to hire your family? They
0: can mail, yeah, you can mail me at, uh, let's see, skinner.jr at comcast.net.
1: Okay, great.
0: So, and I have a few things on YouTube. You can find an old concert of mine uh,
1: on YouTube. So what's the YouTube channel? That our viewers
0: would go it's a uh, palace Jim Skinner band at Palace Pizzeria.
1: Jim Skinner band at Palace Pizzeria,
0: yes. Okay, so, um, and from what I hear, people have given it good reviews not rave reviews, but good reviews.
1: Awesome, Jim. Well, I encourage our viewers to go check it out.
0: Oh, well, thanks. I hope you do.
1: This has been an awesome conversation, Jim. Is there so I had
0: one other topic I wanted to bring up okay.
1: to What's that?
0: Um, the when blind people and people who are blind. Mm-hmm. Are we dealing with semantics here or is there a real difference between the really? way we to address ourselves or represent ourselves.
1: You mean if we say blind or visually impaired or partially sighted?
0: No, I mean if you say, hey, look at that blind woman, or hey, look at that woman, oh, she's also blind.
1: So do you think, do you think as blind people we shouldn't characterize ourselves as blind?
0: I think that sometimes we allow our blindness to be, Mm, I don't know. I don't want to say a security blanket, but maybe that's the right word. You know, some of us. Like do. a shield? Yeah. And then, but the, but we don't, you know, it, it comes to me, in my opinion, like when it comes to people who can see, and we don't want them to think of us as weak or helpless, but when they see the word blind, you I mean, that what else would they think, you know? It doesn't re- nothing else matters. It's like that well,
1: well, so you're saying that it's logical for them to automatically consider us as weaker when they realize we're blind?
0: No, it's logical for them to think of the word blind as something that is, I don't want to say negative, but that, that that makes one not complete.
1: Right. Well, Jim, but we're changing perceptions,
0: right? Well, why not just say we're people first who are blind? Right. Why can't you know, because I I fear being written up in the press, because if I did something that was really nice, the first thing they would is blind man does a wonderful deed. And then I'd be really, you know, upset about that Mm
1: because I believe
0: in first person. First person first disability, so Jim,
1: you know how to avoid that? Make sure you Tell have me. a car in your hand instead of your cane when you do the good deed, then there'll be uh, Nashville Memphis or Nashville musician does good deed.
0: Now, now that was an interesting answer. Uh, would you say that again? Because uh,
1: I said, so in order to avoid people saying blind man did such and such, uh-huh. instead of having your cane in your hand when you do the good deed have your guitar in your hand. So they say, local oh. musician does good deed and the blindness is an after fact that is obvious later.
0: You know what? I don't know if that would even make a difference.
1: But I just, know, but that's what I honestly, but I mean, I that's think that- we, we, how- we have to teach them to view us that way where they'd see the guitar before they'd see the cane, right?
0: Well, yeah, and then Before when you say that, and then and then when you say that, then you you know, uh, then we come out and say this blind guy did that, and we blind people do this, and I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm glad that people, you know, deal with their disabilities in a way that says, hey, I'm human and I can handle this, you know, mm-hmm. I don't have to be defeated by it. What gets to me is that sometimes uh, people go overboard, you know, like, hey, Mm. being blind is a a, a privilege, uh, you know, it's something that just some people can't understand, and those who can't are the ones that have sight.
1: Mm. So what you're saying, are you saying that um, people who pretend that sighted people are worse off than blind people are being silly?
0: Yeah, I'm just saying that, uh, you know, they, they put down the sighted people for not understanding what it is to be blind while at the same time doing they everything. They
1: understand to be,
0: what it is to be sighted. They, no, they do everything they can to segregate themselves from the sight and they don't want anything to do with. Mm-hmm. And you see, you known some people like that, I'm sure.
1: Yeah, I definitely know blind people who never go out in public or around sighted people who never want to go do anything around. And
0: it's silly because you need we need to integrate. That's the only way that people who can see will understand those. Oh,
1: about. yeah. Yeah. And like, so we could go into church is mm-hmm. a good way. Um, going yeah. to school is a good way. Go, you know, going out in public and just doing things. It's right. To get out there and meet the sighted world and become mm-hmm. part of it.
0: Yeah, but you got so many people. There's so many things you could talk about about blindness, like those people who are sheltered who will never get out because they're not allowed to get out.
1: Oh yeah. I know. It makes me so sad the people who are sheltered. You know, I I escaped from that. They tried to shelter me forever. Jim, were you yeah. ever did people try to shelter you?
0: Oh, I'm sure my parents tried to for a little while, you know. Yeah, I tried to shelter me, but not much. I was blessed, thank the Lord. I didn't get sheltered a lot.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I probably should have been sheltered more than I was, <laughs> 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 but it's all right, because God brought me through all things, and I mm-hmm. live my life as uh, I'm blessed. You know, mm-hmm. and I'm not unhappy. I'm not unhealthy. The Lord takes care of me, I, I, I'm, you know. I've even made it through the pandemic so far without any problems.
1: Yeah, that's good.
0: So, but yeah.
1: Well, cool. So let's take a quick commercial break. All right. Hey, everybody, great news. You can now get both of my books on Audible. My first book, Because You're Blind, is the story of how I went from that terrified little girl who woke up suddenly blind and brain injured at the age of 12 years old and then years later was locked down under an illegal and corrupt guardianship in the state of Montana for 15 years. It's the story of how I defeated all of that and overcame all of that. And then my second book, Changing My Perspective, is how I use my own thinking to empower myself to change my life after all of that. And now today, I am the founder and president of Blue Butterfly Enterprises, as well as host and creator of Becca's World on YouTube. And I have a lot of other great projects going on, but I just wanted to encourage you guys to check out the audible versions of my books because they're both good stories. And you can get there's I have some free downloads of each book available if you email me at info at bluebutterfly I would be happy to send you a free download so you can check it out. Thank you so much for your time. And now back to the blind view. Okay. Can you okay. Hear me, Jim? I'm with you. Okay. okay, great. So, Jim, do you want to talk any more about that subject?
0: Um, well, no, I think we basically said what we had to say about that one.
1: Uh, Is there anything else you'd like to talk about today?
0: Uh, Just since we're talking about people who are blind, as I like to say, we should talk about all the thing, a lot of the things that they are doing and are involved in, you know?
1: Okay, that sounds good. So what's stuff you'd like to talk about?
0: Like, you know, we have a lot of people who are ministers who are blind, you know, a lot of great musicians who never get a, you know, a lot of them don't get a chance to display their work and so forth, and I was talking about that earlier, Mm -hmm. love to be able to establish some kind of platform for those who are disabled to really get their work out to the world so that people can hear
1: (laughs) Now, whether it's music or stand-up comedy. Or-
0: I'd probably, I would probably would probably stick with music. And, you know, if it worked out, if we could ranch it out, then, yeah, all kinds of work. But I didn't want to do music. So I just think comedy is a really hard thing to do, and I'd get bored trying to listen to people.
1: Well, honestly, I think if you were going to do a platform... Uh-huh in order to have more variety, for more viewership, more interest, mm-hmm. I think you would have to not only include people of all disabilities, but of all all kinds of jo- job searches, you know, all kinds of whatever, right?
0: Well, not really. I mean, if you narrow it down to what you want to focus on, all I want to focus on is people who have creative talent in the arts. And mainly the art of music, singing, or songwriting.
1: Singing, yeah. singing, or songwriting. Okay. So, have you thought about how, like, would you want to start this with a competition to get people? No,
0: I, that's what I have not um, thought about. I mean, I'm giving it some thought, but really, I don't really know how to begin it. But I guess there's something up to look into because it would be nice. It really would. There's so many people that get rejected. You don't see a lot of people who are disabled on the voice do you
1: um i don't watch the voice
0: or oh, american idol
1: i don't watch american idol either
0: so. all right so well you just not with it you're i just I,
1: not, just I just believe
0: he is not with it i just believe, just believe just not that
1: disabled people can can be seen in every every area of our society. And over time, we are seeing disabled people in more and more areas of our society. And over time, it's only gonna keep going because as, as time passes and we become more adept at using these new technologies and, and learning these new things and using these new tools that are coming online all the time, and as we become, we learn more about each other and how we work together and stuff, I only see us becoming more productive as disabled people, right?
0: How come we haven't gotten into the private industry before now?
1: Because people, because people for a long time, people didn't think they could. I, but people are starting to learn that they can, I think.
0: Why didn't they think they could?
1: Um, I think a lot of it was, well, for one thing, it was very hard because stuff has become a lot easier with technology. And there was a time like 30 plus years ago when I went blind, the way our society was, they didn't think blind people could do anything, let alone the stuff we're doing. And because as a blind person, I can see all the things I've achieved that they never said I'd be able to achieve. I'm sure my brethren in wheelchairs are experiencing the same things. I'm sure my deaf brothers and sisters are experiencing like-
0: And you're saying this is all due to the the, uh, spread of technology?
1: I think that's a big part of it, but I also think people are a lot more open-minded than they were thirty plus years ago.
0: I wonder about the private. I mean, how much of a an improvement do you see for the general disabled population in the private industry?
1: Um, I, th- I think I pers- think I think people's viewpoints are changing, and as as the viewpoints of the industries change, as the industry changes, if the disabled people can change their perspective and stand up and meet that call, I, I think it, you know, I think it'll make more opportunities for disabled people to do those sorts of things, to get into those markets. And you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, what? I, I mean, that's been my experience, I think, like, like disabled people just, they can't take no for an answer. That's what I'm Now, trying. well, now,
0: see, there you go, disabled people. Now, how can you say that? Well, you don't know everybody that's disabled, and you can't so, say that they don't take no for an answer.
1: Well, how? So, so when when a person becomes disabled, no matter at what point they become disabled, or mm-hmm. maybe you don't. Are you saying you just don't like the word disabled?
0: No, I'm saying that that's a broad statement.
1: Okay, so. Um, that's you all know, i just like well in 1989 when i went blind mm-hmm. nobody thought i would ever be able to do anything right that's hard to believe And I, and I think, especially
0: I since think, you've done so well good Lord.
1: oh but jim listen to me i had the whole world my parents a bunch of lawyers and all the doctors and everybody I knew telling me that i would never be able to achieve anything and listen i'm sure i wasn't the only one I'm sure there are other blind people hearing the same thing. I'm sure there are people in wheelchairs who've been told the same thing. Everybody who has a disability, I'm sure, has been told the same thing, just like a lot of people have been told that the same thing because of their race or their gender or their, you know, their sexual persuasion or whatever. Our society and maybe the whole world, I haven't spent a lot of time outside of the United States, but our society, for one, has a huge problem with putting people in boxes and telling them what their limitations are based on these stupid um, things. About it them. always like, has. Yeah, but they're wrong. You of know, course they are. Those boxes are wrong. And but why
0: haven't we stopped them by now? Because it's been going on for years. It's been going because on we, since
1: I grew up. It's, it's a two-part problem. It's a problem of the people who were building the boxes to stick to the people in it. And then the people who are getting stuck in the boxes, they've got a lot of, like, thought problems. Like, they have a lot of blockages in their mind with their thoughts, right? Mm -hmm. And it's because of this brainwashing that they've been told. As disabled people, it's so easy for other people to say, oh, you just can't do that because of your situation. Your situation's not your fault. We're going to take care of it for you so you just sit back and we'll do it for you right
0: now you're saying that's what people are doing
1: yes historically that's what people have done to disabled people and it's wrong it puts the disabled person in a box
0: because yeah, there's many there's there's several reasons for, you know, like we talked about being sheltered parents always want to do everything for you until all of a mm-hmm. sudden you realize you're 21 years old, and you can't do anything for yourself.
1: Well, yeah, the day I graduated from high school, I realized I was screwed because i had been sheltered for so long. I, I couldn't read, I couldn't write, I couldn't even walk across the street, Jim. Wow. And so, yeah that's the situation i was in and there's maybe i should
0: be interviewing you
1: well i i just really feel like people need to stop sheltering disabled people and they need to stop making judgments on other people based on their sexuality or their race or their disability or whatever they see about that well if
0: we all thought about the lord god we never really pay attention to all this
1: that's exactly right that's why god says look at the heart people need to learn to look at the heart right
0: right exactly look at the spirit the heart is a the scriptures say the heart is a desperately wicked thing
1: people will always misjudge other people if they don't learn to look at their heart
0: well the scriptures say the heart is desperately wicked that you need to look beyond that because you know and the heart you you go by the heart you kind of do what you want to do but if you go by the your heart and your mind You kind of think about what you're doing before you do it, Mm -hmm. you know. Uh, A lot of people go by their hearts when they fall in love, and then they wind up getting divorced.
1: Oh, my gosh. I hope I never fall in love again, dude.
0: Well, I hope if you do fall in love that you fall in love with a man who knows what you're worth and values it.
1: I'm still looking for that man, Jim. So who knows? Maybe I'll meet him someday.
0: That's right. You will.
1: Mm -hmm. So how is your love life going, Jim?
0: Terrible, I have no love life.
1: Are you looking for a love life?
0: Not really. I I have a woman who seems to be interested, but I'm just, no.
1: Well, you know, one thing I learned, there was a time when I was desperate for a man in my life, right? Mm -hmm. I feel like the last several years, even before the quarantine, I feel like I've been learning to love and appreciate myself, right? Yeah. And I no longer am looking for a man anymore. If God brings a man in my life, God's really going to have to force the guy on me and make it obvious that I'm supposed to be with him because at this point I could care less, right? And that's weird because there was a time when I thought I needed a man to make me whole.
0: Yeah, probably. You know, a lot of people think they need someone and
1: because they're just not
0: used to be. <laughs> They're, Jim, they're, they're not you, used to being you know, hold on i'm gonna i'm not gonna
1: answer
0: this but like, you sure. want to silence it or something? yeah yeah there sorry about that Let me turn. are you still there yeah i'm still here um okay turn on do not disturb Turn on Do Not Disturb.
1: Okay, I turned on Do Not Disturb. I should have
0: done that earlier. I'm sorry, Becca.
1: Oh, don't worry about it, Jim. Honestly, I forgot to turn it on on my iPad, and usually I get knocked off the stream. So I'm glad I haven't have that hasn't happened.
0: So this has been a very interesting um, show today. I think you know. Yeah,
1: it is. It has been. Um, do you want to wrap it up and we can do your VIP?
0: And unless you have anything else i mean i was fine with it i was satisfied where's I gino i thought he might have answered asked a couple so
1: gino's just filming the show um sometimes oh. he pops in um but if we're ready to wrap up the show do you have anything you'd like to add before we wrap uh, up? let me
0: think um uh, mm.
1: uh, do you no. want to make that youtube channel where you have your music on display
0: uh, Jim Skinner, etc., is the YouTube channel. Jim at,
1: Skinner, E-T-C?
0: Yes. at C-E-T-C-E-T-E-R-A, et cetera.
1: Jim Skinner, et cetera, is your YouTube mm-hmm.
0: channel. Okay. And uh, it only has a couple of videos on so far, but I'm going to make it grow.
1: Awesome, Jim.
0: So... You know, and then well, well, I want people to be able to go there when they want to hear some good music, and that's all I want there. Right? And uh, to make it blues music, blues and gospel.
1: Uh, Jim, are you going to do any talking on the videos?
0: I don't think so. Not any more than necessary.
1: Well, I think that would be a shame because I happen to know a lot of blind, a lot of my blind friends who really love hearing your words of wisdom.
0: Oh, wow. Well.
1: And really share that with dress world yes yeah, friends on bow who talk about oh yeah your words of wisdom you know
0: yeah and that and there are more that don't <laughs> you know there are more that don't want to hear those words i think i'm number one in their so-called country lane their what they have a country lane now in Rail. which uh, oh. if you're in the country lane you don't hear the most Muted members—they—they they don't, you know. You have to turn oh. country lane in order to hear the
1: controversial ones. Oh yeah, I'm not even on VoRail anymore, so. That's
0: too bad. I told you you to come back on. I've been playing your stuff, and yet
1: you well, won't. do you, So, would you share with our viewers a little bit about VoRail, real quick?
0: Uh, yeah, uh, VoRail is a a voice app, um, and a lot of people who are blind go on to Vorel to use it. It is a paid subscription, so it's like $5 a month. But you can do a lot of unique things with Vorel, you know, that, so you can save your information, you can go back and play and look at your memories, and they're there like the first day you made them. Um,
1: and so can you record, like, Record personal greetings as mm-hmm. well
0: as public greetings? You, you can't record, you don't need to record personal greetings, but you do have inboxes where you can send people private messages and greetings if that's what you choose.
1: And so when you go on and you record your public greeting, then is it only live while you're on the phone or is it there while you're off the phone? Yeah, or you
0: record public messages. It's called a mm-hmm. public thread. Okay. You say what you have to say and this goes out onto the thread and then everybody in the community can listen to it and make like, comments on it.
1: Oh, cool. And is it, can is it can they share stuff? That they, and they can
0: share. They can send messages back and forth to each other. You can okay. uh, have a private inbox. Uh, you can even subscribe to questions. You know, you might hear something and you don't want to say anything about it right away, so you subscribe to it so you can keep it for whatever you want to hear it. and so, Jim, so you you actually make the app entertaining for yourself really
1: mm-hmm. so or
0: you can make it boring
1: uh, yeah i've used VoRail before and it's it's a lot of fun um it Jim,
0: was would you, when, would
1: you spell VoRail phonetically for our viewers
0: that would be v so to
1: look it up in the app store they can?
0: Yeah, V-O-R-A-I-L.
1: So it's V-O as in voiceover and then rail as in like a rail of a fence. Yes,
0: ma'am. There you have it.
1: Yep. yep. That's it. And it is a good app. I've been on there before and I probably will go on there again one of these days when I have time.
0: Yes. And I hope she does because she was life coach <laughs> Becca and did a very fine job.
1: Yep, it's just I'm writing books right now, and so I really don't have time to be checking Vorail every day.
0: Speaking um, of your book, uh, were you still going to send me a sample of your second book so I
1: could... Oh, oh, so um, do you want the you wanted a, a digital download of the Audible? Because or?
0: you're blind. Because I'm blind.
1: Okay, so because, because You're Blind is my first book and Changing My Perspective is my second book.
0: Okay, so, so I'd like a sample of both.
1: Okay, so, and when you say sample, if you go on my YouTube channel, you can only uh, get a sample of both books up there. Okay. So do you want a download of the entire Audible book?
0: No, okay. I don't wanna, I mean, if it's good, I don't buy it. I'll okay, yeah, so
1: if you, go, if you go up to my YouTube channel, Becca's World, then, there's a, uh, there's a, uh, because I released a video with each book. Like when I, when I first came up with, because you're blind. Okay. With the audible version, I released a video with a sample of the audible version of, because you're blind. And then when we were done with the audible version of changing my perspective, I released another video with a sample of the audible version of that book. So if you want just those samples, you can go up to my YouTube channel and watch the videos. Okay. And if you like them, then you can go to YouTube or go to Audible and get them.
0: I'm definitely going to check them out.
1: Great, Jim. Let me know what you think, okay? All right. Great.
0: Well, I guess that's, uh, you know, for me, I can't think of anything else. to.
1: Okay. Well, Jim, don't run off, though, because we need to record your VIP off the air, okay? All right. Yes. So thank you so much for joining us. Thank
0: you and thank Gino for me as well.
1: Okay, Jim. Jim, would you what are you like laughing
0: me? about? It? I can thank Gino right one.
1: Yeah, it's just I, I was I was wrapping up the show, so I was addressing our viewer. Oh, I'm sorry. But sorry Jim, about you, that. if you have more to add, like, would you like to offer an email address where our viewers can contact you directly?
0: Uh, or do, you want to do that
1: in your VIP, maybe.
0: I'll do that. Yeah, in the VIP.
1: Okay, great. So thank you for joining us today on Becca's World for this candid conversation with Jim. Please like, share, and hit the subscribe button. Peace out, y'all. Thank you for watching Becca's World. Please like, share, and subscribe.